If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Talkspace. With Talkspace, you get unlimited messaging to your dedicated licensed therapist and for only $32 a week. And you can schedule a live video session with your therapist right from your smartphone. We're all for mental health and wellness here at The Friend Zone. And now you have access to an affordable, confidential, and convenient method of therapy. Go to Talkspace.com slash zone for a special $30 discount off your first month. Or download the Talkspace app on the Apple or Android app store and use coupon code zone. Talkspace. Therapy for how we live today. Okay. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. Alright, alright, alright. You know I like it fast or slow. It don't matter, I'm still gonna flow. I'm always gonna go. I'm never gonna stop. I'm gonna make it right to the top. I'm dusting. Sometimes I'm busting. Usually I'm cussing. But always I can be trusting. Cause I'm loyalty and that's what's up. Everybody knows what's up. Everybody knows what's up. Everybody knows what's up. Up, 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 up. Everybody knows what's up. Hey, everybody knows what's up. Hey, everybody knows what's up. I had to let that beat ride. For I slowed it down. Cause I'm in your town. And it's going down. I just got off the plane and said, What's up, man? I'm trying to see where the we and shenanigans. That's what I. So good. So good. So good. Vanilla. So good. So good. So good. So good. Well, you thought it's over, but it's not Cause the beat don't start, it just gon' stop Yeah, we keep it going every week Friends don't have your brain on fleek Keep that shit clean I mean, don't do it again We gon' have you listening to the friend zone And you are in a it So start the episode Cause we done playing games And you are done with hoes And we gon' try to choose a better way to start next week but this way could do it like this like this well that's what y'all gonna get this 
we had about 30 different things happen oh right before goodness. this started. So I want to give all of them to you. <laughs> Literally each and every Asante's single having like musical one. ADD today. I listen and <laughs> Poppin' was on the radar. I'm still doo-wop. Hip-hop, poop, poop, pop, pop, doo-wop, ba-ba-bop. Okay. Ryan thinks I'm having a stroke. She's I, I like, do. what is going on? <laughs> it don't matter. We about to do this shit. <gasps> Dustin, take mm-hmm. it away. Vanilla. <laughs> so good. So good. So good. So good. <laughs> Have y'all seen this commercial? Dustin has not stopped singing. So there is a Crown Royal oh Vanilla God. commercial. You have homework early so this good. week. So good. Your homework for the friend zone, which is your weekly look into all things that. mental health, mental hygiene, because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Let's get that shit out of the way. <laughs> now, you have homework early this week. There's a Crown Royal Vanilla commercial oh um, that has Directed these. Directed by Tyler Perry. Yep, that has these people singing. <laughs> And it is the catchiest um, jingle that I've heard in quite some time. I adore it. I introduced it to Fran and Asante today, and they are passing it on and paying it forward. (laughs) So that is what we also will do right now by giving you the homework assignment to go onto the YouTube and the tube of you. tube of you. And look up Crown Royal Vanilla Commercial So Good. And you will watch it, and your life will be changed, and you're welcome. So good. So good. So good. So good. I wish every time I got a text message, it went, Vanilla. Do they still do ringtones? Is that still a thing? I think people still do that. I can never. You I, should say. I just, I, I always forget. I'm I'm so old now. I I used to have my ringtone game, Cole. But now I'm so Me old, too. I just Listen, do whatever the, the generic one is. The money I spent on ringtones. Spent. The best. The I was best. a nerd. I had the apps to make them. I was flipping them on school property. What? Yeah. Show you how to do. I knew everything. The best ringtones I had ever heard in my life was my friend that had the quotes from um, Mary Jones, Monique's character in Precious. Those were like his <laughs> ringtones. So he would get ring. He would get a text and it'd be like, "You a dummy bitch!" Like, like <gasps> oh, it was like stuff like that. No. It would be all her real women sacrifice when his mama called shit like no. that. So it was good. the funniest thing I so good. So it was the funniest thing I had ever. Though that took the cake for ringtones for real. Ooh. Do you remember ring backs though? Like when oh, somebody yeah, when would you call. call. <laughs> yeah, you have music playing. Oh my god! Now I actually used to make people like you got ringbacks. Oh, you should make it this. So in case I needed to call somebody, or in case I had to talk to somebody I didn't want to talk to, I would call anybody just so I could hear their ringback anyway. Everybody had that same classical music too. <laughs> dun, 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 that would come on when you didn't know how to set it up. <laughs> My mom was hip. She had something ghetto. Like, she had I Little John had and Isada or something. Something just chill. My my roommate in college, I remember she'd be like, so depressing when I call you. <laughs> <laughs> if I could do it today, I would have rocked the boat. Said I'd like to know where you got the notion. I would have that on mine when you oh call me. Oh, my God, me. you took mine. it back, y'all. Don't Ring rock the boat, baby. <laughs> Don't tip the motherfucker over. Mine today would definitely Rock be Fubu. So every time somebody called me, all my niggas in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. Imagine uh, we're, this message is for Asante. <laughs> like Ooh, imagine trying be, to call and a that bill collector. Be a random, um, a wild card uh, icebreaker for you guys. Let us know <laughs> what would your ringtone yes. ring back be. Yes. Tweet your, us at Friends so on Pod. So, friend, what, what would your ringback be today? <laughs> oh my god! Like when we call you, 
you know, what do you, what vibe would you want us to have? Would it be Jesse? Would it be Earth Girls or something? Or would it be no. like Young Thug? Yeah, I think I would Riri. play something that work. would be unexpected. Work, 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 work. <laughs> like Angie the, Stone's version of work. Like 21 <laughs> Savage. Work, work, work. Yes, 21 hey. Savage. Staying on my ex, bitch. Mm. <laughs> 21, 21, 21. And then I'll check a message and the brand will be like, hi, we were calling about, <laughs> um, a campaign we wanted, wanted yeah. you to do. Oh, my nigga, in the whole wide world. Uh, this message is for right, us. Uh, hey, friend, hey. We thought we were going to work with you, but this one is not for you, nigga. Not By the way, I what? told the guys that I listened to Little Yachty. Yes. Yes. Lil, okay, uh, have you done further research Hold on, since? Lil Yachty, Little Lil Uzi Lil Uzi Vert and, and 21 Savage to see if I could be down. Let's do the Music Man segment now. And Shit. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 21 Savage, I kind of was like, okay, I feel something. Something right. there. Because he be jamming. Two, the other two, I just couldn't. I couldn't. Lil Yachty I, I sounds. Understand. I don't even know. And listen, more power to them. I'm all for Kids in the Hood. Making a way for their family, you know me. But if you take it down to like music, now you I'm know. I'm not there yet. Now you know. I, how, I need a couple more projects. So you know how I be feeling about you know music things. So when I first actually started listening to all three of them, actually it was because they were on the um like double XL freestyle cipher. So I was like, let me check these kids out, and none of them. I felt like none of them could rap during the cypher. I was like, so I guess this is like the 90s. Well, definitely during the (laughs) cypher, which is why I was like, so do I want to like, so I had to go listen to their music to figure out how they even got to the cypher. And so I think it's like a 90s kids thing, the way these people are. But I actually started to get into Lil Yachty for some of the songs I was listening to. But I can also see that he purposely does rap offbeat, which I absolutely do not like, which is why I will never get into him fully. But I can see some of the gimmicks. You know how we paid attention to the crunk shit back in the day um, outside of, you know, the conscious shit. Now they pay attention to all of the other shit. Like Lil Yachty was saying he got famous and was out there hanging out with Kylie Jenner and shit. Any other rapper, you know, trying to make it, hanging out with Kylie Jenner, it's like, no, nigga, you're not from the streets. So the fact that he even got popping off that initially, I was like, okay, I guess there's something to him. But I definitely definitely see him leaving a bad taste in mouths. Yeah, you know. You listen to him? That's yeah, like, I tried to. What's yeah. the yeah, the Lil Yachty album? Is it Summer something? There's Summer. Well, there's uh, the mixtapes, Summer Songs. and Well, he had one that just came out. It was Summer, summer something. Summer Songs too, I think. And I tried to listen to it, and I, I couldn't do it because he sounded like, like you know, when, like, little kids. <laughs> already died. Like, you know, little kids, like, when you go to your family reunion, and kids, like, perform, and, like, they practice, <laughs> they wrote, or, like, when somebody do, like, an Easter speech or a Christmas play. Ooh. Like, the kids. And, and they, they got they, their little handheld mm-hmm. boom with the mic, mm-hmm. and they got that weird reverb it, and you're so proud of them for remembering the words, even though they got <laughs> off track and veered off beat. Oh That's God. exactly what Lil Yachty sounds like. Yes. Now, is One Night by Lil Yachty the jam? Oh, Absolutely. Yes. It is a great song, and I love hearing it at parties, but that's where it stops I for me. I want this, this for life. Taking pictures with all my eyes. That's my jam. I love that. But no, Lil Uzi Vert, I can't believe nobody has called him Lil Uzi Fart. I have not seen one tweet where anyone has called him Lil Uzi Fart. For me, it's a no-brainer, right? Like, no one's done it. I don't know why. Um, who else? 21 Savage, he's good. 21, 21. He jams. He can he can actually it. rap and he makes great music. Yo, so do you know how I got into 21 Savage? 21 Savage is actually the reason I got into any of these niggas because I saw he was in that cipher. I was like, let me watch this. I heard 21 Savage in a fish spot 
in Harlem what? in the hood. Yes, before what? hell yes. I was like, yo, who? Like at the fish, I was like, who is oh, this? Oh, you mean you heard it playing? Yeah. Oh, I thought it, he and was, it was be- performing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> 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 a seat at the motherfucking table <laughs> for a friend, oh, Cheska. <laughs> um, hey, friend, hey. Did you see my face? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what fish spot has like they were (laughs) they were just playing. Oh well, one thing we know, the food at the event would be gone. I was just about to say, now if that nigga was tearing down the stage at the fish spot, that craft services, I I absolutely would have a whole new respect. Because if I'm at the fish spot and a nigga is performing and I liked it, you know what? Let it be said right now too. I'm gonna have me an event at the chicken place. I'm gonna have an event. At Kennedy Fried Chicken Look, in New York. And, and they got some of them got two stories yeah. too. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna have a party at the chicken place. Listen, and it's gonna I be remember, open during the party. Do you remember when Santi Gold had um a listening party at a bodega? No, and do you, you were remember? telling me about that. No. This was like I don't remember when her last project came out, maybe like two years ago. She had a listening party at a bodega. That's so and I dope. thought that was so cool. Like that's so us. That remember is. when Solange that's performed we at the laundromat? Yeah. Yes. Yo, and yeah. when you just said that, I'm I just so thought about my deli. Them niggas would die. Like, uh, we performing in here tonight, just so y'all know. They I'm talking like, about back by the grill. That's what that's the <laughs> stage. Look, that's where okay. I'm, that's where we're gonna be. We're gonna be back there like okay. it's the DJ said. Yeah. I'm all about it. I think that's so dope. You that know, is super fun. Please. We're gonna be at um Golden Crust. Like, yeah. Oh my. <laughs> okay. Jamming instantly. Uh, wait, instant. so tell me about this weekend that you guys were saying was so funny because you guys just <laughs> oh came back from Atlanta. Oh my god! First I, you, of all, shout out to Kid Fury. Fury. I have not stopped story. laughing, so I had to ask. <laughs> I laugh every time. I'm story time, huh? Please. Okay. We're gonna get to the episode in a little bit, y'all. <laughs> okay. So first and foremost, shout out to Kid Fury. Um, we were so happy to be a part of the Trilloween weekend event. So fun! I wish right. I could have made it. Trilloween ATL had to go home and show out with y'all niggas down there. Chile in Atlanta was amazing. Packed house, sold out <laughs> crowd. Um, we had lots of friends in the building. Uh, my best friend Gary was with us. I it was a great his time. SWAT, uh, costume was cute. <laughs> so, um, so then, so then we also had Chile in New York City. Great time again at Vanity Fifty Nine. <laughs> Um, security was tight, like 10 toes in one sock. But, you know, it was a good time. Um, and so it was great being a part of those events, right? Shout out to everybody that we met and took pictures Shout out, with. shout out. Now, story time. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm going to try my best to tell this right. Okay. <clears throat> Picture. It's not my right? fault before we get started. But it go is ahead. all okay, entirely well, it's his all, fault. Well, this is all my fault, but... Everything being, that but took being, place was me, his fault because he me the one being that did this it. way is not my fault. But go on, okay. go on. So, <clears throat> picture it, right? Picture it. Atlanta, Georgia, right? Four oh four. Okay, October 29th, to be exact. No, October thirtieth. October thirtieth, to be exact. Okay, two thousand sixteen. So it was about eleven forty-five a.m. Okay. So we are riding back to the airport to return a rental vehicle. We had gotten a white Dodge SUV. It was a Dodge Journey, right, which is kind of like a crossover vehicle. It's very family, middle America style, right? Base model. So it was all white, hubcaps, and then, like, gray cloth seats. Nondescript, very middle America-looking vehicle, right? So we come into the airport on our return trip home to New York after Trilloween, Atlanta. Um, Crystal. 
is driving. Crystal, I'm naming names. She, you know, she was she was kind enough <laughs> to I'm naming names. Crystal was kind enough to rent this this Dodge vehicle, which Crystal was driving because that's all they need to know. Which I just want to say, it's very funny that she accidentally got a Dodge car, <laughs> and we were in Atlanta after that episode of Atlanta when they did them Dodge commercials. But yes. go on. <laughs> that so, scene. Oh my god. Crystal is driving. Kid Fury is in the front seat. I am directly behind Crystal. Asante is behind. Oh, no. Excuse me. Crystal was driving. Asante was in the front passenger seat. I am directly behind Crystal. Kid Fury is directly behind Asante. So, all I know is we were driving. We had a long weekend, so we were still feeling good from the weekend, right? Everybody's in good spirits, okay? So, we're driving down the highway. All windows are down in the SUV. Music's playing. We're listening to Solange's album, right? Feeling good. It was like a moment, right? It was. Breeze, beautiful sun out. Nothing compares. Crystal's hair was blowing in the wind. You know what I'm saying? Shades on. It was amazing. It was literally like it felt like we were floating. We in the HOV lane, you know, just riding. You know, Atlanta traffic can be bad. We could have been stuck, but we flying. Traffic was moving. I mean, literally perfect Sunday afternoon, early morning, right? Because it wasn't afternoon yet. So... We get to the airport property, right? We pull in, jam into Solange's album. At this point, we were listening to Don't You Wait by Solange, right? <laughs> so we jamming, talking shit. I'm telling Kid Fury how I believe Keisha Cole would have done a good job singing that song and she should cover it. He kind of <laughs> he kind of agreed. <laughs> you know, so we chill. Like kind of everybody's <laughs> fe- everybody's feeling good. So the car turns into smile. All right, kind of agree. So, so the car pulls into Crystal turns into the parking garage where you return the rental cars. Right. So we turn in. Now, when you do this, you have to drive slow because you're in the parking garage and they have attendants directing you along the way. So you can't be driving no more than say. 10 miles per hour, right? You're in a parking garage. There's a lot of pedestrian foot traffic. You know what I'm saying? So we pull in. Mind you, all four windows are still down in the vehicle. We jam into Solange's album. Everybody is literally at peace. Asante says, "Mm, hold on, y'all. Turns on FUBU by Solange and turns the volume as loud as it can possibly go, right? I said, you know, I got to play this before we go, you know. Yes. And so... We pull into so we're in the parking garage. The attendants, some black, some white, are guiding us on like on the the lane that we're supposed to pull into to pull behind the other vehicles. Other vehicles by meaning meaning vehicles that people have rented as well. So they're standing behind the vehicles, taking their trunk, their luggage out the trunk. We're at the airport, pulling into the lot where everybody who has rented a car pulls in. Lots of people bustling, right? But bustling. at this point, blasting Fubu by Salon. So for those of you who are familiar with the word, with the song Fubu by Solange, you know why it's funny to me. For those of you who are not, this song is by Solange. It's on her new album, A Seat at the Table. And the lyrics go a little something like this. Well, before, if you have not heard it, you know, play it. And make sure you play it at the loudest volume so you can hear No matter where you at. No matter where. <laughs> no, literally, no matter where you at, play it at the loudest volume so you can fully enjoy it. Y'all trying to get people fired. So... All that we know is the car is pulling in slow, making Super a slow. turn. We're saying, going over the little bumps. Oh, my nigga. And the beat in the is dropping and hitting. World. And so we feel this like we're on a roller coaster. This shit is for us with all this bass. This shit is for us. Crystal is in the front, nodding her head with a, a literal afro blowing in the wind. Asante has his arm out the window, dancing. I, I got and both singing. in the air like I'm on yes. a roller coaster. 
Like my mom, I'm like Donetta. Shout out to Donetta. I had never. It was so blatantly. So mind you, we're pulling in past, <laughs> past like all of these people who have on like confederate t-shirts oh, maybe you know what i'm no. saying white like, people like, and like in like, like, duckhead shorts for real I mean, for real like, like oh, no. and the song is like as loud as bad kids you know what i'm saying so i'm like this is like loud 40 is the loudest it's on 37 so so <laughs> we put so we put like, yeah, as they're pulling in all the black attendants that work for the rental car company are laughing literally <laughs> bent over like some are buckled on their <laughs> knees on the ground you. Everybody is falling out because it was so obnoxious and so wonderful so grand. Um, and so, so grand. perfect. And so I couldn't take it. And I had just literally like <laughs> vaulted my body across the back seat because I, I was just overcome with laughter. I could not stop laughing. I could not contain myself. My stomach was cramping. It was one of the funniest things I had ever seen in my life. And they let the song keep it going. Magical. It only stopped because Crystal turned the vehicle off. Yeah, you know that push And, you know, the battery timer shit went off. Right. That's the only reason it stopped. People were getting upset. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, people that did not want to hear that song, they were visibly getting upset. And that made it even funnier. You know I can't hold my laugh, so I was just oh, like... Gosh. When you see white people mad about something that they can't do nothing about, because they do that to us all day, every day. So I have to take my liberties where I can. And it wasn't even the purpose, but I will say to watch it happen as it was happening... Turn me on a little bit. I'm dead at the parking attendants letting y'all That was the best up. time. Like, that was the best part. <laughs> to see them enjoy it, too, I was like, okay, this is the they shit were, I mean, like, bobbing their heads, like, 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 defiantly bobbing their heads, like. Right. Doing, like, <laughs> they, they, they at work like, that's right, I'll niggas. That's yeah. us, too. I'm friends. <laughs> I could not. It was every trigger that you have to make me just erupt with laughter it's all like at once. scene from the show, too. If, if, In the Dodge. In the Dodge. <laughs> in Atlanta. I can't. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for bearing with us. Right. Now let's go ahead and get this thing started. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so with all that being said, so on last week's show, we discussed appropriation, cultural appropriation to be exact. And the timing of it was actually interesting considering Halloween. I saw a bunch of people getting ooh, fired Man. online, um, fired up because they were wearing some interesting costumes. I saw everything from... Native American headdresses, blackface, you know, the usual suspects. And you guys had a lot to say about what we were discussing. And let me just say the Drake Hive. Woo! Drake Hive. <laughs> the Six Hive. Listen, you know I don't know how y'all um, go so hard for someone that don't know y'all, but I appreciate the love <laughs> that guess, y'all have for these artists. I guess, you see why, I guess you see why he called himself a god now, huh? Listen, people are going so hard at me for me... Um, sticking up for island folks and saying, you know, his appropriation of the culture for the music. But people were like, Drake is amazing. Don't you dare. I was like, okay. But the interesting thing is Canadians were sticking up for Drake, which I understand because he's the sixth god. But then island people, like straight from the islands that are not Canadian, were agreeing with me. So I guess mm. at the end of the day, it's all perspective. Um, but let's jump into it. So Asante, who stood out to you in the comments? It's funny that you started with Drake because this comes from <laughs> Listen, uh, Livia. came at me. Uh, Livia, shout out to you. I remember you. I actually met her when I was in Toronto. <laughs> with her oh, game. wow. <laughs> but it, it ain't about that, I don't think. I don't know if she said anything. <laughs> Livia, I hope you didn't. Anyway, <clears throat> I really enjoyed your conversation about cultural appropriation in this week's episode. 
It's something I'm always very aware of and something that has always bothered me. I thought, I think what Fran said is probably the best rule to abide by in situations where you're unsure. Culture is not a costume. Whenever I see people appropriating Chinese culture, I am Chinese-Canadian, especially around Halloween, it bothers me. Mm. But I also have a question for you. How would I, as a person of color, but not as a black person, address someone who is white and appropriates black culture in a way that does not overstep my bounds, as it is not my culture that they are taking from? And so when she asked that, I thought to myself, because, you know, we talk about it a lot. But imagine other cultures or somebody else, uh, like a, a white person trying to tell another white person, like, hey, bro, you're, well, I don't know what y'all sound like when y'all talk. You know, <laughs> trying to be like, you know, hey, you're appropriating that. You know, what do I do? Like, how do you say it? Yeah. I mean, I, that's right, just like that. <laughs> oh, well, there it is. But I, I wanted to at least shout you out, Livia. Cause, you For know, asking, yeah. Yes, because a lot of people, I don't think they take the time to think, you know, if, in other colors or boxes, you know, how they could raise questions that could help. And even if it's something that does not pertain to them. So I thought that was super interesting and super cool. Yeah. And someone um, I was, actually I only, don't even have one specific comment to pick out this week because I, I just felt like a lot of the themes that were being brought up were just so fascinating. I didn't want to narrow it down to one. But one thing that one correction I did want to um, bring up was that the Truth Hurts video for Addicted, which people were uh, posting what? the, the lyrics and I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have never listened so to much. the lyrics. Or go ahead. People were literally tweeting me the lyrics the, all week, so that was so funny. <laughs> but um, no, but that video, the the sample is not Middle Eastern. It's actually Indian. And, Damn. Right. And <laughs> so that's a correction that we needed to make because I was saying that it was Middle Eastern. And then someone said they actually were sued um, for that sample and didn't get in trouble because they didn't, you know, credit credit the original artist and someone else said that to add to the confusion the dancers were performing middle eastern movements <laughs> even though the song was in even so worse what the hell was so going on so whoever directed, whoever directed it which is didn't even do the research right to appropriate properly <laughs> like, yeah i want to so. do a japanese video with some kung fu in it and right have general souls like just a bunch of random bullshit that don't go together right That's and then the up. second correction was that someone said drake's dad actually is from the islands so i okay I didn't know that. I asked you guys if if he was from the islands. I thought he was from Memphis. I did too. But, I mean, he could be from the islands that ended up in Memphis. I don't know. But but a lot of people corrected me. They were like, no, his dad's from the islands. So Okay, shit. Canadians, you know, y'all know y'all shit. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, um, the different layers of appropriation. Some people were saying that they don't care and that they think we're overthinking it. You know, if you do get offended, it's not a big deal. A costume is a costume. People can dress up and have fun, and people okay. just need to loosen up. You know, someone wants to wear a costume from your culture, like, that's cool. Like, let them have fun with it, as long as it's respectful. And then other people were saying the bigger problem is the financial aspect, um, which kind of ties mm-hmm. more into what I was saying with Drake. I'm a huge fan of Drake. He was in my Spotify playlist. <laughs> like, I love his work. I think he's great. But my point in bringing him up was more so the homage, which is what I was saying. Like, are are the artists that you are sampling and covering, are they making the money too, you know, mm. so that they can feed their families? And if you're um, working with samples of Caribbean culture, I'm just hoping the Caribbean is able to eat off of it. That's really all it comes down to for me. 
And a lot of people were saying that that's what it comes down to for them, period. Someone was saying they don't trip off of appropriation, but if you're going to buy a Native American headdress, at least buy it from a Native American mm. and let the money be going towards their community. And for them, that's all that matters. But then, of course, you have people that were like, no, right. don't even wear it. Don't right. even put it on. Don't even buy it from my community. So it's it's tricky, you know, a lot of opinions, a lot of different perspectives so at the end of the day that's why i said i say just leave it alone right because you don't know who you're gonna offend right there are people from the communities that don't care and people that do so it's better to just be like i'll just wear my t-shirt and jeans and my chucks and play cool did you see where they uh were <clears throat> we were tagged in uh that Lindsay lohan thing oh <laughs> yeah lohan where it was thing. showing the difference between appropriation and appreciation yeah. Yeah. because the lady gave so it to cute. her right, right. Yeah. and that's different that's similar to what i was saying about being in ghana and the women giving us the fabrics and having their tailors make us dresses. You know, we had to wear it out of respect because they wanted us to. But I was saying if I had put that picture on Instagram, Absolutely. though, the world wouldn't have understood that a beautiful woman wanted to gift these clothing, this clothing to us. All they would have seen is what the hell is she wearing? She's not from Ghana. You know, so it's tricky. It's tricky. Now, to make it worse, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's uh, that gets tricky specifically when it's black people that might see it first sometimes? <laughs> what was that uh, conversation we had, you know, when we were talking about birth of a nation? And oh, about and black that? people not being as forgiving? Uh -huh. <laughs> we mean... didn't had too much shit to forgive, shit. <laughs> We're tired of forgetting. sometimes we're the first one to jump up on something like I that, I mean, too. someone actually said that on SoundCloud, too. Yeah. Someone was like, I noticed that it's it's the black folk that are the first to tear someone down about some shit before they ask questions. And I was like, wow. They said that actually in the, under the SoundCloud for the Birth of a Nation episode. Mm. So, I mean, that's an interesting one. Well, you know, asking questions <laughs> is new for black people. We couldn't ask hey. questions for a long time. So I don't you, care. Right. Like you, okay. I mean, we have questions now. And so for a long time, we couldn't. And so that's why our natural impulse is to be like, eh, fuck that. That's bullshit. You're right. And before we ask like questions. Like react first. So give me a minute to get used to this. Okay. <laughs> I dig it. Amen. Speaking of, what did you find on the Twitter streets, Sir Dustin? Um, hey, guys. What's going on? Welcome to the Friend Zone. First, I want to give a shout out to the voter um, in Des Moines, Iowa, who was arrested for voter fraud. Um, she was a Des Moines, Iowa woman, and she was arrested on suspicion of voting twice this month in the general election. What? Terry Lynn Rote, 55 years old, booked in Polk County Jail around 3.40 p.m. on Thursday with um, for first-degree election misconduct, which is a Class D felony, and she is a registered Republican voting in Des Moines, Iowa, and a Trump supporter. So the very first wow. voter fraud case of the 2016 election goes to <laughs> Donald J. Trump! Because that's the only thing his ass is going to win. Vote for Hillary, y'all. Vote for Hillary, So to the next of these tweets, and that is a true story that really happened. Um, for the rest of the tweets that really made me feel good. One of them came from um, a Twitter user whose handle is at Sean A-G-H Brent, um, and that's S-H-O-N-A-G-H-B-R-E-N-T. She said, she replied to my art installation on Solange's Rise <laughs> with Paula J. Parker's smiles. I'm I was very proud of that. that. And she responded to me that this was art for the culture <laughs> and thanked me for feeding the streets and for curating this experience. After looking at this, I feel full. <laughs> 
I said, you know what? Someone who understands me. So she totally gets it. I want to give a shout out to her. Oh, that's um, I also want to give a shout out to a Twitter user at underscore Supreme Nothing who created one of the funniest Vine videos I have ever seen in my life. There was some footage of a couple um, inside. Someone was outside of a Burger King that had like a second floor and up on the second Damn. floor through the windows, there's a black couple kissing. The woman is wearing like a, a winter ski hat with a little ball on the top <clears throat> and the gentleman is bald headed and he's wearing like an athletic jersey sweater of some sort and they kiss and the person who made the vine you can see they're like standing right above the burger king sign and the person put this music to the vine oh. <laughs> i'm mad at this <laughs> look how romantic <laughs> Um, rest in that peace, looks, Vine. So, right, and that <laughs> segue is exactly uh, what I was going to lead into next, Fran. I was really happy, though, with the with everyone. Literally, my entire feed for the past, like, four days has just been Vine. It was so bittersweet for me because although I felt so good to see all these Vines that literally brought me joy, some of the funniest shit I have ever seen has been captured in that six-second time frame, and, I, and that's what made it funny. Like, what I just showed you, right. that was funny so because sad. it was six seconds. So I'm really going to hate to see Vine go. And although I enjoyed seeing all those funny Vines, it made me sad, too. Yeah. Because I knew that they were gone forever. It's so hard. Maybe somebody will buy it last minute. I sure hope so. Shit. Somebody will just swoop in. What if Trump swoops in and buys it? Speaking of Trump, (laughs) the next tweet that I want to highlight goes to at DLIN71, DLIN71, who tweeted a quote from um, Pence, which said, I'm a man of faith. If it's wrong to help Trump become president, then God will tell me. He then quoted God with a tweet from CBS News that says, Breaking, Vice President, Vice Presidential Candidate Mike Pence's plane skids off runway at NYC's LaGuardia Airport. So he was saying that that was God's way of telling him not to run for, for Vice President support Donald Trump. Genius tweet. It's gotten thousands and thousands of retweets. So just wanted to highlight that because I'm all about the funny and that my dear was funny <laughs> shout out to everybody in the twitter streets you know what i'm saying you heard me you know what i'm saying <laughs> so let's jump into this week's topic let me set it up first so shout out to cheska lee hey. the homie so cheska was recently at an audition something for television and she said that the casting director put up a mike dooley quote if any of you uh are fans of mike dooley i'm a huge fan of his he's um uh, motivational speaker he has a website called the tut universe t-u-t it's actually tut.com and he sends daily um uplifting affirmations and just really nice emails i've, I've been signed up to him for years so, so definitely check that out his middle name is not will made it <laughs> wrong mike okay so jessica posted uh, a copy of Oh, well, rather, a picture of the quote that the casting director had on the wall. And he was trying to, you know, get everyone in a positive mood before their audition. And the quote said, Whenever something doesn't work out the way you thought it would, instead of thinking that something went wrong, see it as something that went unexpectedly well, but for reasons that are not yet apparent, because everything plays to your favor. And I thought that was cool that the casting director would put that up to basically let you know, listen... Even if you don't get this particular role, it's not the end of the world because there's so much more that could be waiting for you. So cool to me. So Cheska, after posting it, ended up getting attacked 
like crazy on her Facebook. And the comment that stood out to me the most, which me and her actually went back and were talking about it, was one where a young lady said, I think it's dangerous that you participate in this toxic culture of positivity. And I thought, wow, (laughs) I had never heard anything like that before. As much as I roam Tumblr, the toxic (laughs) culture of positivity. And then people agreed with the young lady. And before you knew it, there were comments and comments and comments of people saying, yeah, I hate that. Damn. When something bad happens and someone says, try to see the positive side, (laughs) try to see the good side. Someone else chimed in saying they hate when they are going through something and someone's like, just pray about it. God will handle it. You know, they were like, this is really toxic (laughs) conversation that you are trying to... um, Make force me to see the positivity in something that is negative <laughs> and that's dangerous. So I thought, wow, I've actually people have been frustrated at my level of positivity sometimes because they're just like, it's just not how life works, friends. Some shit is just fucked up. You know, sometimes God just does fucked up shit. Like I hear that all the time, but I didn't realize that so many people felt that way that they were literally annoyed with being told to see the bright side of things. So let's talk about it. The toxic culture of positivity. What do y'all think? I think that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard <gasps> in my life. I was about to say, that is really <laughs> fucked up. I, I, that I, is like, so I mean, up. I mean, the long way. Like, first of all, <laughs> what kind of sense does it make to say that being positive is a bad thing and it's toxic? If anything, positivity is going to remove that toxicity out of your life negative nancy okay <laughs> and if you really want to piss one of these people off on a petty note 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 i'm gonna hit that one if one you day. really want to piss them off tell them well you know what you just agreed with a negative person so that's positive because a negative times a negative is a positive you dumb bitch <laughs> that would really Not get the them going <laughs> That really get him going. But back to Skinner. So, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. There's no logic behind the argument. There's nothing factual that you can present to me. And I'm really reaching here, right? But there's nothing factual that you can present to, like, legitimize that. Well, actually being positive or thinking um, that things are going to go good or looking for the good in situations is toxic behavior. That is ridiculous. And people that think, see, I'm a believer that shit is supposed to go right. I saw this lady on Super Soul Sunday last week. Yes, I watch. Yay! I saw this lady on Super Soul (laughs) Sunday last week who was saying that this was when we were in Atlanta, right before Mm. we left. And that situation happened at the airport. But before before that, that I was watching Super Soul Sunday. You were, because we came outside and went off like, why in the fuck is he listening to gospel music? Okay, Asante. It's Atlanta. They play it on every station. Yeah, we were like, what the hell? (laughs) But anyway. The lady was saying that <laughs> the lady was saying that that parents ruin their kids by trying to fix by te- by teaching them that whenever you experience pain you're supposed to try to fix it or remove yourself from it or or pain is wrong and it's something that's not supposed to happen. So she was saying that 
that's why we've raised all these lazy people who think that everything is just supposed to go their way and blah, 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 blah. I kind of disagree with her, and I, that was like one of the first times that I was watching something that involved Oprah and thinking, okay, this is straight-up bullshit. Because right. I just didn't agree with her. Why should I sit in pain? Pain is a response, right? That's your body telling you that something's wrong or that it's reacting to that. It's alerting you to make changes, I think. So to me, for people to assume or say that you're wrong for not wanting to wallow in that and stay there, no, it doesn't feel good. That's why I'm making changes to get up out of that. And being positive is is what is normal, I think. Right. Was she saying wallow or to not run from it? Both. She was like, you need to feel it. Right. You need to feel the pain. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and she was basically like saying, make, get comfortable being in pain. Right. And I said, no. <laughs> that was my right. And I said. Yeah, I'm an American. And I'm... I will be voting next week for Hillary. <laughs> Go ahead. I think that, I think when you put it like that, it does make it more interesting because it almost brings you back to that whole like, um, you have to break every bone in your body until, you know, you can do some shit, right? Like when they say you have to go through problems in, instead of running from them because once you go through it, it's probably it's probably easier once you come out on the other side of it. But it's almost like it's a process to be happy, and so you almost know when that you're unhappy. It's just the opposite. It's also a process. So sometimes when I feel like I'm about to experience some shit that I'm not going to like, Kia actually had to shout out to the doctor. She had to teach me, you know, you have to just sit and say, this is going to hurt for some time, whatever it is. And, you know, let it hurt, but no, and give yourself some time, a date, whatever it is, you know, whatever you got to do to work it out. And I think sometimes we get in these situations like the person that commented, you know, they were going through uh, chemo or something. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like we get hit these walls and these walls might be harder than the last, depending on which wall it is. And we might hit that one wall and it might shatter everything that we learned beforehand. And I think sometimes we forget to look back at those things and, and be like, okay, well, this shit is real hard, but wasn't there some hard shit before? And we have to remember that it doesn't it doesn't hurt to be positive, you know, it doesn't hurt to be negative. It it hurts to go through some shit, but it's all about, you know, what you decide to do to get out of it, whether you want to be positive or negative. If you want to be negative, it might not help you get out of that situation. But I'm a firm believer in, you know, rejection being the Lord's protection. Things everything that happens is supposed to happen. And even if I don't agree with it, I'm not supposed to understand everything that's supposed to happen. Right. But, but it is will. supposed to happen for me, not to me. Yeah. Even if it's that bad shit. And I actually agree with the lady that was saying that you should sit in the pain. Not in the sense of wallowing, though. That's why I was like, maybe I have to watch and see her words. But I do think, you know, we've talked about this before on a couple of episodes of, like, escapism. And that's why, like, running to drugs or running to sex or from relationship to relationship or even TV, anything that allows you to not pay attention to what you're feeling in the moment, that um, is just a way to not sit in it, you know? And then when you don't sit in it, what happens? It just follows you around (laughs) until the day that you finally decide to. Yeah. So in that sense, I get it. Like the sooner you face some shit, the sooner you can get through it. I get what she means by that. And I think that's why with the lady that commented on Cheska's Facebook, she's a cancer patient right now. So she is seeing the world in a very, from a very heavy perspective. And I could relate in the sense that when I had my kidney malfunction, I'm pretty sure that the people that were like 
girl, you're going to be fine. <laughs> While I'm in the hospital on morphine, you know, pumping through an IV and, and injections because I, I need all these pills and help because the pain was so bad. I couldn't even get through the day without these things. You're not really going to get me to see the bright side. So in that sense, I understood the lady because I'm sure the chemo she's going through, the way it's affecting and attacking her body, there's no bright side in this moment. But what helped me get through that was that being depressed or angry about it was not a better feeling than like being told you'll be fine one day. I almost It's almost like when people are like, well, how do you know all this faithful and religious stuff? How do you even know God is real? And I'm like, at the end of the day, I'd rather believe than not because it's just a better feeling. You know, I'd rather believe that everything that's happening is taking me to a better place than for me to listen, sit here thinking that this is for nothing and the world is just shit. Listen. How does that help me? I hate to I hate to even go back to a cartoon, but you know how I feel about Naruto. Naruto <laughs> You is, and this Naruto. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's about this little boy and all of the odds are against this little boy, a child. And even though it's a, a story... There are, like, real-life versions of this. But to, to watch this unfold of this child stack up against all these odds and win and, and go from one person noticing him and wonder, like, hmm, to ten people noticing him, be like, hmm, to the whole village, to the whole world, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are so many stories like that, and it's not because the shit is just some fantasy we all want to believe. You can win. You just have to believe that stuff and figure out how to do it on your own. You're going to yeah, go through some shit. Yeah, people are testaments to it, <laughs> you know? I don't think Oprah and the people on Super Soul Sunday are speaking just to speak. I think a lot of those journeys that they've, that at least the interviews I've watched, I've related. I'm like, yes, oh my God, I remember that evolution in my personality or I remember that breakthrough or I remember failing in this and then the next year seeing the harvest. You know, like, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, it's just true. And even me, like, I was, I tweeted um, a couple of days back that I've just recently paid off all of my debt. Right. Like, I am debt-free. Like, you don't understand. You having a debt-free party? I should, right? You should have one that's going to put really you right should. back. I really yeah, should, because no, that's a big deal. Like, the fact that... Yes. And, that, and listen, this to me is a testament. Look at it this way. There's no one in my world that's debt-free. No one. Not one person. Not one person. But I got it in my brain that I was still going to accomplish it somehow. So even though it wasn't visible to me, I believed that I would make it happen. And I absolutely did. And it's been a massive sacrifice. Literally, I every check I was getting, like you guys would probably assume with all the work I've done this year that I was like balling and, you know, all this clothes and all this money. But no, every check I got straight to my medical bills, which I'm obviously been still paying off. Because um, when I got sick with my kidney stuff, I didn't have insurance, which was mm. just like, a lot of people can relate to that, you know? So that fucked me over. Then I had school loans. Then, you know, when you're young with a credit card, you're an idiot. Then I was that second idiot who had a boyfriend that was a, a recording artist, and I was paying for uh, MPCs and beat oh. packages. Because and <laughs> I believed and was trying to help, oh. you know? Like, I mean, it's fine. God, God knows you, I was trying to look, pay it for. Look, you, you, you made it. You I made it now. Today. We, you know, but I'm just saying, like, listen, I've been through it. Yes. So I had debt from that. Um, 
and then the college part is the hard part because it wasn't my fault that I grew up in a situation where I was poor and couldn't afford education. So here I was forced to pay $45,000, $50,000 a year just to be able to have a BA so I can get a shitty job. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? So it's just difficult. I felt like I was almost doomed from the gate. And to be able to have paid that all off now at the age of 34, I feel like now my life starts. Like, now I can, like, start saving. You know what's crazy? <laughs> like, Did you start actually to... have, like, a net worth. You know, like, something. Like, it's a very, very crazy feeling. Did you actually start to feel a lot of those pressures, too, like, in college? Yeah. Like... I was in college feeling doomed as fuck already. Like, freshman year, I was already in so much Man. debt. And then the people ahead of you that already graduated, you know, were like, girl, the job market sucks. Like seeing them struggling, having to take jobs that they had no interest in, but just because it's all that was accepting them, you know, low paying jobs. I had friends with PhDs that companies didn't want to have to pay them for that PhD because obviously you have to be paid more. That's a high level of education. And they had to take jobs that people with bachelors were taking. I mean, it's a struggle. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, the idea that trying to stay positive amidst, like, chaos and telling yourself, okay, this sucks right now, this hurts right now, but, like, it's going to change. I've been here before. We've said it. How many times have you gotten to... um, had a breakup that felt so bad and you thought it was the end of the world and then like a year or two later you're not even thinking you about that person for, okay, a year later. <laughs> right. you literally don't even think about them you're not stalking their instagram no more like you see glad a, they gone you see a tweet I of theirs and it don't even you. make you flinch it don't make you feel it don't make you pain anymore like how many times have you been through that so what makes you think that that ability to get over everything isn't going to continue with everything, every wall that you hit. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I just think it's stupid. I still just think it's the stupidest thing in the world. Like, I don't know why they think that you're supposed to just continue to feel down and bad. And, and it's one thing there. to, it's, and it's not, I think that they maybe were mistaking. I, I don't know. I'm trying I, to make sense. So I think that the only thing way. they could do is mistake um, someone being, being optimistic you know what i mean they mistake that as maybe them being naive or Or invalidating or invalidating but i think i think maybe they feel like it's 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 someone denying the fact that there's a certain circumstance there or you know what i mean like how you said the lady had was going through chemo which we know is one of the most stressful things that you can go through in every way possible so I mean, but does she think that because that's happening to her and she's feeling that way right now that everybody's supposed to feel like that because they're not? Right. You're going through chemo so you can be feeling better later on. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know why. I just don't understand why someone being positive would be deemed as toxic. That, for me, I just can't wrap my brain around it, and I know it's because it's ridiculous. But have you ever gone through something really shitty, Mm -hmm. like a death, a breakup, job loss, something just really life-altering, and then someone around you was just like, everything's going to be fine, and it annoyed you? Yeah, but it's annoying me. Does that now make it toxic behavior? Just because I got on my nerves because well, I was pissed off that day. Well, maybe because I was I mean, going to say, no, but you know what I'm saying? I'm try- yeah, that's what I'm saying. In in her mind, she's annoyed because she's feeling, and this is me guessing. I'm like mm-hmm, trying to mm-hmm. see it in her way as well. 
that she's being invalidated. That you're like not understanding the pain but you know level what, she's though? in by trying to tell her that you're going to be okay. It's almost like you're you're like you're like saying, get over it. Like, girl, you'll be fine. Well, if that's what I wanted to say, that's what I would have said, number one. And number two, the fact that someone is even extending themselves to say to to give you something like that to say, you know, things will get better, so express some concern. Let's stop there. Why are we getting lost beyond that? Right. Like, stop assuming intention. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. And and maybe, you know, just because you're annoyed, well, things are annoying all day, every day. <laughs> and, and you don't have to police yourself because you don't want to annoy some damn body. You know what I'm saying? So while I have the utmost sympathy for her and I completely understand the pain she's the, in. That, the fact that she is in pain, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I haven't been through chemo, but I understand what that would, would be in someone's life. Mm-hmm. I totally get that, but it's not necessarily fair to project that on other people, especially when all they're doing is trying to be nice to your ass in the first place. That's literally what somebody's doing when they tell you, oh, you know, everything's going to be okay or, you know, just tries to stay positive. That's somebody extending you a curve. That's somebody, like, like wishing you well and trying to be nice to you. So stop misconstruing that as something other than what it is. That's not fair. And it's also not fair to feel like you have to walk around on eggshells because you don't want to say something that could be a trigger because it's too nice. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Come on now. <laughs> what are you going to say? I think that sometimes people get in these or are in these situations, right? And I was about to say get in. I know she ain't just getting chemo, you know, that's fucked up. Right. But um there are these situations where you look around and it almost feels like everything is stacked against you and it might not even be. In this particular situation, you know, she's doing this chemotherapy, somebody's coming in telling her, All right, you know, this is a ten percent chance this might work or whatever. And I can see a person like that logging on and being like you know, they're but hey, hope you feel better. Everything's going to work out. And then being like, no, everything's not going to fucking work out, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it does not help to just <clears throat> keep reinforcing um, things that you feel are, even if they are, actually are. Like, you know, th- things are shit right now. You don't just keep saying things are shit right now. Things are shit right now. Things are shit right now. And just because everybody is around you saying things are going to get better, things are going to get better. That doesn't mean that you say, no, they're not because things are shit. Like, and I think because... You get you get stuck in your own shit. Sometimes you forget that when other people are talking to you, they're talking to you, and you know they're trying to benefit you. They're trying. They're not trying, trying to pull you out. No one's trying to sell you this dream just so you can fail. No one's trying to say things are gonna get better, and then things do get better, and then they get shit again. And you you can't just go back and say, well, they said they were gonna get better. They did get better, and that's if they do. And that's really up to you to see things getting better because it's all about perspective. When we talked about zooming out, a lot of the time. You can't zoom nobody else out. You can't tell somebody else this is going to, you know, be good for you in 10 days. In 10 days, it might just be okay for them. It might not even be good. You know, it's really about your own perspective. and You have to constantly be conscious of your perspective, even when you're trying to help other people. And I think that other people forget along the way that when people are trying to help them back, that it's help. Because I've been in situations where I've just been down and out and people don't know, like, these other factors in my situation. They come along, they go, but it's okay, like... It's not okay. You're like it's not. Like I still have this to do and this to do. Like they're just saying it's okay. It's gonna be okay because ultimately it is gonna be okay. But in that moment, you might hear it and you might not like feel anything from it. But as opposed to you know you're not feeling the feeling of it being okay, you don't think that you can't get to it because you don't even feel it. 
So, but I just think that it's unfair though to the person who extended the compliment or whatever you want to not a compliment, but the person who extended the well wish in the first place. They said that they they didn't say that to you to offend you. Right. They in fact said it for the opposite. So sometimes you have to check yourself. It's not always about oh well, but you know what I'm saying. I don't want to hear that shit because this shit is is rough right now and every day is horrible and da-da-da. yeah. I get that. That's why I said to you, cheer up. Everything's going to be okay because I'm concerned about you and I'm trying. That's out of the kindness of my heart. And it's not fair. And I'm saying that what you're going through isn't happening. No. I'm just saying that a day will come where you'll wake up and it's going to be okay. And guess but, what? I didn't have to say anything. And I could have walked context, right past you and left you to deal with that shit on your own. Absolutely. But in some context, some might take it almost as if, like, you know how if uh, a woman walks by and someone's like, smile, sweetheart. Like, <laughs> obviously that's not going to be good or cute. But, you know, she might be thinking, like, what the fuck I got to smile for? Like, I just got fired from my job. You telling me to smile? Like, I don't want to fucking smile. And, you know, he might just be like, well, you got fired from your job, but your job was stupid. You got a degree. You need a better job. Like, you know, it might be a plethora of things. Like, in the moment when you tell somebody something. And in this particular situation, I don't know the whole thing, but no one told this lady, you you know, you, you're going to do a fine and she came on Fran's page. But in this particular situation, this lady was almost, like, seeking whatever out. And came across this positive line and was like... And got triggered. Nah, we don't do that around here. You know what I'm saying? And that's something I've learned being online that people project all day long. Yeah. All day long. Because Cheska didn't post and saying, your cancer... Isn't the end. Isn't the end. And then at the lady. Like, she didn't... All she said was... This isn't the end. You know, whatever you're going through, this isn't the end. You're going to get through it and you're going to be fine. Just such a beautiful thing to tell people. And the lady created an attack against herself and had a whole monologue about it. And then because I always say it, people tend to bond in misery, especially online. She found a lot of people that agreed with her. And it made me feel bad for Cheska because Cheska was literally sharing something that made her day. Right. That someone trying else. Trying to pull herself. Trying to know, pull keep herself, herself out of the fear of this audition and whether right. she was going to get it or not. And, and she was so thankful that the director was sharing this kind of energy there. Like, that's literally the reason she posted it. She was just like, wow, guys, like, look how nice this is. So it made me sad that, like, she got attacked for that. And then, of course, she hit me because she was like, I know you must go through this all the time. Like, now I get what you go through. Like, this is crazy because people project on me all day long when I tweet about, like, having an amazing day or how everything is falling into place so awesomely. And I'm like, listen, I will always share my abundance. And it's not in arrogance. It's It's in showing you that it's real. You know, because a lot of times you might see celebrities, you know, when they accept awards and they always say that thing of like, if it happened to me, it could happen to yes. you. But there's a part of you that's like, no, for whatever reason, we forget that these celebs are humans. And right. yes, if it's happening to them, it could happen to you. Um, but people, me not being a celebrity, I'm just an online influencer, so there's a whole different degree. And I you love share, showing you that. And you sh- and, and you not only show that, you also talk about how you know what you do to get there too. It's not yeah. even like you just and I share you know, the where'd mistakes. you get that purse? Oh, I don't remember. You know, <laughs> right. you out here, you tell them where you got it from, what it's made. You selling the whole thing, and I think that that's the the bigger issue here was that Cheska was just trying to get through her day. Something happened and shared that 
to get herself through it and, you know, help other people. And this other person, instead of dis- just simply disagreeing with it, you know, wanted to burn her at the stake. And it's like, that's not fair. Because like, you're going through something. Because yeah. you're going through something, yeah. And I think that's what happens a lot. And it ha- and, oh, and honestly, the positivity has helped me a lot because a lot of the the negative things I've been through, there's a quote, um, Rumi's quote, it's something like the... What is it? The wound is where the light enters you. And I've mentioned that quote before. And (laughs) literally, that's been my life testament. Like, every time I've been wounded and I thought, oh, shit, can life get any worse? Like, I remember being little and the way that my childhood was structured was so awful. And then from that, you know, having to suffer this illness and then from that having to be fired from a job and then from that the awful relationships I was in, then from that sexual abuse. I mean, it was always like I felt very targeted. (laughs) Like I was like, does God not fuck with me? (laughs) Like does he, what kind of, and then people would tell you that too, which is something I remember people be like, all these things you're going through, it's just going to make you stronger. And yeah. I'll be like, fuck that. I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> like, Tr- fuck a stronger. I'm tired. I'm tired. Okay. Like, when does my life right now, not feel something. like shit, yes, though? How yeah. can I wake up one day and be like, yes, God's glory, when every time I turn around, something new is bopping me upside the head that yep. just turns my life upside down. It was an awful existence. But then... I started realizing, well, if I stay in this space of thinking it's an awful existence, it's going to feel like an awful existence. And I saw so many people around me who had been through way shittier things and their lives were turning around. So I thought, well, maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. Maybe I'm viewing, let's say my illness, for example, maybe I'm viewing that as rock bottom. But it was that illness that made me open up that book to study herbs You know what I mean? That illness made me buy my first juicer. That illness made me write that first post and say, I don't really know nutrition too well. I'm not a doctor, but you guys, I made this juice and my kidney's been feeling really good lately. Follow me on this journey. I'm starting this Hey Friend Hey, you know, website. So I'm going to see if I can heal myself because my doctor isn't really helping me. Hello, six years later. Here I am in a pot. You know, like, come on, guys. Like, you have to understand that it's all how you choose to see it. Yes, life is, like, challenging as fuck sometimes. But i rather believe that the chaos, like I've said before, is in order. It's ordering you in some way. It has to. i rather believe that. I'm sorry. When it comes down to it is that i rather believe that than to think that this is all going to shit. That's right. When it comes down to it, it's all about what you believe <laughs> And, and where what, it takes you. And, and listen, this belief has taken me here. So I'm sticking to it. You can stay on the other side if you choose. No judgment. No, your grass is greener, friend. I'm coming over there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go where it's watered, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you said some things tonight, friend. I'm going to be listening back to this like, oh, hell That's when no. people are mean to me, and I've said it before. I can't even be... Sometimes people are mean to me and it's funny. I'll mm-hmm. laugh. Like, I'll be like, okay, that was good. You got me. <laughs> but when someone's mean where it's, like, cruel, like, where it's almost like, wow, why are you so angry at me? Like, why would you even speak about me or to me like that? You've never met me. You've no idea who I am in real life. 
no idea what I've been through to be who I am now that you're like making this commentary about. You have no idea what my mind is. No idea. But then I realize they must be going through some shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's the only way that you would even fix your mouth to spit out negativity is because you're spitting it out because that's all you're receiving. I think old people knew that. That's why sometimes they just look at you and they just like, be blessed. Like they just, <laughs> they they see what time it is. You ain't right and you think that you you're going right. to do this with me, but it's about you, so be blessed. <laughs> and they keep it moving. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what's the takeaway? Mind your own business. Very simple. If you're MYOB, you won't be worried about M-I-N-E. Okay. And then we don't have any problems. <laughs> so you ain't got to focus on my positivity. <laughs> really? So, like, that's y'all the thing. Y'all done made a little Yachty song. Like, I don't care. <laughs> but we was on beat. <laughs> I don't care, you know, about any of any of your personal circumstances that contribute to you being unhappy for enough for them to, you know, impede upon my happiness. Preach. I've worked really, really, really hard to be happy. Preach. Really hard. Preach. And so to hear somebody, Ooh, I think that's that why. That ain't it right there. I think that's, that's why I was insulted by the letter that, or whatever the story the was. Yeah, the comment that where, where they said that positivity was toxic. Because for me, it's literally been the opposite. I have to be positive to stay away from the toxic stuff. Preach, you know what I'm saying? Good. And people. And so it's not easy to be positive. And how dare you assume that this is something that is dangerous when I've literally had to experience pain to get to the positivity. Yes. When you remove people from your life. Amen. Things like that. So you can miss me with all of that. I'm doing just fine over here. Shout out to Cash Dial, the rapper, who had a <laughs> video Dial. where she was in his car and she was like, I'm telling y'all, I things are going good right now. I Ooh, like I me. Love that. I like my life. Keep that bullshit away from me. Like, cause mm-hmm. that's how you have to be. So mm-hmm. that's my takeaway. <clears throat> and shit. Live, I mean, I was going to say live your life how you want to live it because I, we keep going back to this theme of, well, I keep going back to this theme of people shaming others for just trying to live their lives. We all have to do what we have to do to survive. And I think that it's best done when it's not involving or affecting other people. And so if you feel like you're happy, getting getting and staying to your happy involves positivity, then use that. There is nothing wrong with that. But every time you do fall, remember that you're going to get back up again. And not to be corny, because I was going to sing the song. <laughs> but every time I have fallen, like every, literally every time, and I am I know there are going to be times in the future where I fall, and I'm not going to know how the fuck I'm going to get out of it. But I know that I'm going to make it, because I'm here today. Because you and have every time. I have every time. Literally just on the phone. Te- you know, I don't text. On the phone, texting a couple <laughs> nights ago say, with text? my mom. Texting my mom. <laughs> and you know in tears just from things that had happened in the past you know literally texting about things that were painful and hurt and things that I probably at the time might have thought that I wasn't going to make it through so to be looking back on it you know crying tears and you know laughing at afterwards about it after a bomb trip you know seeing my family happy belated birthday to my dad it's just it, it's it's a testament there that I've been through some things and nothing nothing now says that I'm going to go through more things but in the event that I get there I'm prepared so I just know that I'm going to make it. And being happy is a process. Being happy is not just some shit that happens overnight. So sometimes people see that you're happy and they think, oh, no, this nigga, he's had it. He's had everything. Like, no, you've had to break. You've had to break some shit off in order to get happy. Listen. And just know that. Know if you're going through some shit, you can get to your happy. You just have to work for it. 
Listen. What about you, friend? <laughs> my mom was telling me the other day, she's like, girl, if only, if people only knew how horrible your life has been. <laughs> she was like, if they only knew. And she said that sometimes she feels so sad when she sees anything negative because she's like, they don't realize that you've worked so hard. Man. To not be a fucked up ass person that treats people like shit because you could, and rightfully so. But cheers to the miles that it took to get here because I am unapologetically happy and I'm staying here and life is awesome. And if you want to come hang on this side of town... I'm here when you want to. Okay. <laughs> and that's you, my takeaway. I thought you was about to give me a good little Mary Jane post it there for a second. <laughs> I was about to write that. <laughs> but we love you guys. We hope that this hot button issue affected you somehow. And those of you that are going through it, listen, we're all going through it. Ain't we? I don't know anybody that isn't. Ain't we? And and don't look at nobody else and what they're going through and just be like, well, I'm going through something harder or yeah, don't I'm going through more. Never do that because that's not going to do anything for anybody. You can't give none of this more that you have to anybody else. You have to work through it yourself any which way it goes. So you might as well sit with it, figure it out on your own and deal with it. Because once you're done with it, you might not, depending on how you deal with it, you might not have to deal with it ever again. And so be careful that. with that. Be careful with, with um challenging people you know what i'm saying while they're going through stuff because people react to things in different ways that's and so you really don't want to put yourself at risk for like harm you know what i'm saying for somebody reacting to you when they feel like you're insulting them after all they've done all their work you know what i mean you have no idea what people's tracks are what their journeys are and shit and you know just be careful with that it's not always about what you think about how somebody thinks about stuff because really didn't nobody ask you that you don't always have to share that's so true, too. Yeah. And I will admit that. Like, there are times when I do get triggered online by negativity that's spewed my way. It, it usually ties into that. It's like, yo, you have no idea. Like, sometimes I want to be like, you have no idea. Right, yeah. <laughs> Don't fuck. Like, leave me alone. Let right. me be happy. Okay. <laughs> God damn. Shit. I just got here. I just got I here. I just set my black ass down, <laughs> and now you want me to get up and get the goddamn Can remote. I take off my shoes? <laughs> <laughs> And fucked up my life just now. Thank you again to Talkspace for supporting this week's episode of The Friend Zone. We always talk about therapy here, and we always do say that therapy should be affordable, it should be confidential, and it should be convenient. And that's exactly what Talkspace is. Only with Talkspace, you get unlimited messaging to your dedicated, licensed therapist for just 32 bucks a week. There's over 300,000 users who already fuck with Talkspace, and with Talkspace, you can text, audio message, or even video message your therapist as many times as you want without having to wait a week for your next appointment or, in some cases, a month. So that's because with Talkspace, your therapist is in your pocket, on your phone, or even on your computer. So we need you guys to help show support for our show, The Friend Zone, by visiting Talkspace.com zone for a special $20 discount off your first month. Or you can download the Talkspace app on the Apple Store or on Android App Store and use coupon code ZONE. Talkspace is therapy for how we live today. Let's get back to the show. But, okay, let's jump into this week's wellness segment. No. (laughs) Dustin, we can't do it without you. Uh, You sing it, I'll sing it. Okay, just sing Wish Me Well. Well, well. (gasps) See, that's how much I want you to do it. Well, well. 
Well, well, still in love. I marry those together. Uh-huh. I can use it everywhere. Yeah, right. So this week's wellness segment, I um. You guys are really positively affected by the conversation about your internal monologue. Uh-oh, positive, uh-oh. Uh-oh, right? Oh, shit, here y'all go with that <laughs> shit. But a lot of you sent me emails, tweets, SoundCloud. I mean, it was a really awesome feeling that it worked for a lot of you. And a lot of you were like, wow, I didn't even realize that this was something I had to be way more mindful of. And I do speak to myself shitty as hell. And they were like... Yeah, that's got to go, and it stopped today. And I'm thankful that we brought that to the table so you could stop. Asante's over here cracking up. No, uh, (laughs) so when I was in Atlanta, I was having a conversation with somebody, and they were actually saying that they didn't realize that they, you know, had internal monologue until we were talking about it. No way. Like, you know, they, they talk to themselves, or they just do things on airplane mode but they realize that they only talk to themselves when something shitty happens. Mm. Like, they're normally just about everything and everybody else and auto-drive, autopilot, and then, they're like, shit, I'm such a fucking idiot, and blah, 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 make themselves feel like shit. So the moment that we said that, they were like, why don't I just make myself feel good all the time so I don't have to worry about Hello. those other times? I was like, see, you didn't even know. Right? So I'm so glad that that brought that conversation of your ego and internal monologue to the forefront. And like I always say, we're all a lot more connected than you think. We're literally going through so many of the same things. So another tip I wanted to share with you that has helped me, especially those of you that suffer from really bad depression and anxiety. And I'm talking about the kind of depression. Let me know if you can relate. Um, The kind where you don't even want to get out of bed in the morning and it's a struggle to even like get up to brush your teeth or or take a shower like that. T- that level of anxiety and oh god Dustin's over no cause when you said take a sh- I was like no. wait a minute <laughs> I didn't know you was gonna say shower that's all <laughs> go ahead wow depressed enough to go ahead friend. Take a to be shit. constipated that's <laughs> I'm not even gonna shit today no but do you guys ever go through that where you're you're in such a funk that it's a chore to even like deal with the day and it's sometimes it can be really bad where you really don't deal with the day and don't leave. And other days you can kind of force through it and deal with the people around you. You know it's bad when you don't want to smoke. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't even know you you got that bad or something. <laughs> but I go had on. a tip. <laughs> so go on. I had a tip that I wanted to share for those days where they where you feel that way. And remember we mentioned writing down your to-do list, right? We tend to do a to-do list that's based on the week or the month. But what helps me on those days that are really difficult is creating a five-point to-do list that's based on the day. Mm. So I write down the five things I need to do today that will at least allow me to be as productive as possible in this funk. Mm. Just five. And it can be something as simple as brush your teeth, (laughs) take your shower, get dressed, Mm -hmm. eat something, and get outside. Because those five things, as minimal as they might seem, at least are getting you out the house. And if you don't want to get out the house, that's fine. It could just be make the bed. That simple, because sometimes even that is 
a chore when you don't feel it. I'm not leaving. I've got Grubhub. (laughs) (laughs) But even that, order food from Grubhub. Like, oh, I can put that on my. Yeah, it's that does need to go. You're right. Right. So it's anything that will get you to eat. Because hello, that's an important part of snapping out of depression and anxiety. Usually, I don't eat when I'm in the funk. I think I'm going to order, and then ten hours later, I'm like, oh, you're You're still still in bed scrolling through the, the Chinese menu. You know what I mean? So I think it's something that. You know, the things you know you need to do with shower is always going to make you feel better. Right. It's just oh hard to get to the shower maybe, but you know that when you come out, you're always like, oh, okay, that helped. You had wasted shower where you lay in the tub and let the water run over you? Oh, all the time. Okay. What? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> the Mariah Carey shower spot. <laughs> <laughs> And then, so you know a shower's going to help you. And then you know that food, you know how when you finally eat and then you finish and you lay back down and you're like, that was, I needed that. You know, so be mindful of the things that are going to pull you out of this funk. And now, aside from writing them down, the second trick is to narrate it out loud. And I do it, and I promise you guys, turn yourself into your own audible book (laughs) for your to-do list. And talking myself through my day (laughs) really (laughs) helps me get through it. I literally will say, okay, friend, you have to get up right now and make your bed. Because if you make your bed, it will get you out of it. And then even if you get back in, that's fine. But at least make it so it'll shift the energy of this funk that you're in. And then you get your blanket and lay and pull out your laptop. That's fine. But at least make it. And can I help you? Because yeah. I, I do this, actually. Right? It's very because intuitive. When I wake up, and now that it's cold out, especially, when I wake up, I don't want to get out of bed. So I have oh, to... Oh, gosh, especially it's cold. I literally have to say... And then to, dark, too, in the morning. Friend, I literally wake up and I say to myself, you know you need to have that shot of the apple cider vinegar before you smoke. So you need to get up Because you, you know be that that shot contributes to you having a better day. And absolutely. So I that's my whole point. I say it contributes to the high. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm going to have to do some research on that. I might have to help you because I do believe You're like, that I, when I take I my volunteers tribute. But here's the so that's so that's what it is. It's write the five things that you know, you know, regardless of your funk, are going to help pull you out, even if it's going for a walk. You know, maybe it's doing your hair. Sometimes it's just getting dressed and getting out of that yes. clothes you've been wearing for two, yes. three days. Switch it. Like I said, fine, you can get back in the bed, but at least switch to fresh clothes. All of these things are energy shifts, and the littlest, slightest shift can pull you out at least an inch, and that inch is so valuable. And then narrate it. Talk to yourself through your day, and I promise you, it might sound weird if it's something you've never done before, but I've literally been doing it for years. And I realized that the other day when I was talking to myself, I was like, this would make a good, a kooky but good wellness <laughs> segment. <laughs> yes. So try it. And I hope that it helps you guys on the days that are a little bit harder. But I found that talking to myself, obviously with a little bit of love and compassion and care is helpful, like we talked about with the internal monologue. But also narrate your day. And, and then when you get through that step you narrated, you say, okay, good. Like, be proud of yourself and then you say okay now you know yeah and then say now i should jump in the shower as friend you should jump in the shower you know that the shower's gonna make you feel so good you go and jump in the shower and you keep doing it step by step and then by the end of the day also tell yourself how proud of yourself you are when you complete the five steps be like girl you did that you did all the things you said you wanted to do today and that's amazing 
day by day. Day by day. Fran, I'm going to help you with this because last year, I don't know what you told me to do, but there was something. And I, I started listing on days. And I realized after I, you know, rearranged a lot, you know, I had cleaned up a bunch of that stuff and I was doing a lot of the stuff just the day purging. by day. I remember. Like every remember day. Remember I said to you, just yes. one foot in front of the other. Yeah, so, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if y'all have noticed, but the Globes happened a couple of different times. So it's like every time noticed. you take these, like, times and you, you're doing it every day in, in different, like, just different things every day. It, at the end of the week, it's all going to make a difference to you. Even off that first week. So then you might look at that week and be like, damn, I did a lot this week. I'm a bad bitch. And then you might <laughs> give yourself a whole new set of five every day for the next week. And then for that whole month. So just be mindful as you're planning this stuff along how it's going to help you along the way in little ways, day by day. But long term, how great it's going to be as well. Yeah, I'm actually curious before we move on to the music, man. When you are in that really dark space of the funk that I'm actually glad to speak about because I think it's something that most people feel weird admitting that they have days that are so heavy that they can't leave the bed. Mm-hmm. What's like one or two things that pulls you out? Or at least a little bit, if anything. You know, days get so dark to where I don't even listen to music. Like, I won't have anything going. So, like, if yeah. I could at least, at the very least try to get, like, a song or something going that I want to hear... Because I'll turn some shit on and be like, I don't want to hear this today. Like, I don't even want to hear nothing, actually. If I could at least find, like, a song or something, like, in my space, in my house to get me going, it'll at least put me in the right space to do the next thing. But, all right, I got a song playing. Playlist. I like this. Yes, that's yep. actually part of, that's usually part of my list. Yeah. <laughs> turn on the playlist. <laughs> get, get it started. Turn on, turn on turn some Xavier on. Omar because, you know, you can see that a blind man could love you <laughs> as yourself. You know, I'm just, I'm I telling you, you know, you have to do these little things to really just ignite that to get it started. So mm-hmm. when days get dark like that, I need a good jam right? to get a bitch going. Or the J rolled already. If the J is already rolled and I can just light it, the day's going. It starts. Two tips from Asante. What about you, Dustin? I just need to laugh. As long as I can laugh, I'm good. So I'll call somebody stupid like Asante. <laughs> You know what I mean? Or FaceTime. Like, or FaceTime. Yeah, I love I'll FaceTime it. Asante and be stupid. It's very rare. I don't have a lot of, like, quote-unquote dark days mm-hmm. or whatever. For the most part, like, I'm pretty happy, even though I got a lot to be mad about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I still, for the most part, I'm doing all right. You yes, know what I'm saying? I have good it. days, you know? Praise um, the abundance. I do. I have good days. But when I do have that. bad days, though, I just need to laugh. So... I call so you know some of my friends, thing. or I will call like my brother or my sister. I love your brother. Or, like my best friend Gary. Like one of them, I'll like I'll talk to. I'll not even. I don't even be needing to like talk about what's going on. Sometimes you just need to talk yourself through it, mm-hmm. and once you get it out, which is something I've done with you before, friend. And so like, and once you get it out, you'd be like, okay. I'm good. Then the next morning you're like, love you. Yeah. <laughs> Please erase all those texts right. that you. <laughs> I was, ooh. Okay, so one time, y'all, true story. <laughs> I had went through some shit. And so, like, I went through, I like, what am I talking about? I had went through some shit. So one time I had got into an argument with somebody that I cared a lot about. And it was a very passionate argument. And so... <laughs> You know how it is when you're in those throws. And I was at a club, so I had been drinking and stuff. And thankfully, it was a day party, so you didn't get this call at 5 a.m. Like you would have if it was a night party. So she got it at, like, midnight because I was leaving a day party. I'm like, friend, 
And I just texted everything and shit. His friend was, bless her heart, she gave me the best advice and was kept it real with me and shit. And I was good, you know? But I needed to say that, have I needed to vent to someone that I could trust. Right. And somebody who I knew wouldn't be telling me what they thought I should do, who would just listen and, and just keep it a buck with me or whatever and not clown me for something that they knew I wasn't even going to care about the okay, next so, day. Okay, so what was the question that friend asked you that made you think about yourself? Because she always got to ask yourself, well, what did you do? And I'd be like, well, damn, you friend, know you got to ask well. me that shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what friend did, did was she just, she <laughs> talked to me, she, she talked to me through basically what happened that day and it just encouraged me to kind of see it for what Both it was yeah. you know what I'm saying <laughs> and so that made me kind of stop tripping because I was tripping now was I entitled to my feelings <laughs> absolutely yes. all caps all, okay. all caps but I was yes. kind of you know I was tripping a little bit whatever the point is you need that so that's what I do that's my method I love it go. so hopefully that helps you guys if you find yourself in those spaces try we gave you tons of tips and methods, and hopefully that works for you. That's it for this week's wellness segment. Asante, what's up with Mr. Music Man this week? I'm the music man. <laughs> oh, my God. It's because I did that. People thought for Halloween I was Jadena, and I almost went with it. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, you're Jadena. right. The little red wig. Yes. And it was, like, flipped to the side. Yes. I was like, damn, why ain't do Jadena first? I just had to put a tux on. <laughs> for the Music Man segment, you know what? Because we were talking about Lil Yachty and uh, Lil Uzi Vert and 21 Savage, I was initially going to do this anyway, but this week was going to be Ratchet Music because we haven't talked about a lot of the cool things that have come out. Like, uh, Gucci Mane just dropped his project. I still haven't listened. Okay. Wop. Okay, so, friend, Gucci Mane, Mm -hmm. Woptober. I'm doing my homework tonight. 2 Chains just So, you know, 2 Chains dropped a mixtape last month or the month before. uh, Daniel saw the necklace down, but he just dropped one, Hibachi for Lunch. Um, (laughs) What? Yes, you know, two chains is part of the thing for with me. You know that I'm all about like the Asian culture and you know the the hood shit. So, uh, so is that his thing? Yes, I I don't know who or why, but like this season, it's what he's doing, and I think that you know we need to connect, and I need to be on the project. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Uh, I have one more. Oh, Jeezy, Trapper Die Three. Young Jeezy, oh, the Snowman is back. Or Jeezy, I don't want to call him Young no more. I don't know. The Snowman is back, and this project is actually really good. And shout out to Tax Stone for getting that interview too. Shout out to Tax. Tax big, got big, it going, man. Look, you know I'm about Tax to say is this. On like ten right now, Big beloved. Brother Tax <laughs> out here with the Meek Mill interview. Yes, check which that was out a too. good interview. Super, Crazy. super, super. It wasn't good just interview. about the shock value that it was Meek. It actually was a great interview. For those of you that aren't even familiar with Tax's audience, it's not even a, it's not him interviewing Nicki Minaj's husband. So don't <laughs> think that that's what you're gonna get. But definitely check that out. Support Tax Stone and all the you know shows on Loudspeakers Network. And definitely he got and that out. was just the because that listen, right there. He got some interviews coming. Ooh, man. Well, we can't even spoil it because you'll kill us. But listen, <laughs> but be safe though. <laughs> Cause that shit right there. Tax is out of here. Love to that. Yes. So those. I'm gonna do my homework. Yes. So so. Woptober. So Woptober for you. Hibachi for lunch and Trapper Die Three. All right. I'm on it. All right. So that's Gucci Mane. You listen to all this, Dustin. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So that's Gucci Mane, Two Chains, and Jeezy for you. Okay. I snatched off Asante's wig and was dancing to it when I think 21 Savage came. Wig snatching. Wig snatching, friend. That's okay, friend. You supposed to be wig snatching. (laughs) That should be like your name somewhere. Hey, wig snatching friend. Hey, or something. <laughs> All right, I'm on it. All right. And so y'all that's your too, homework. If y'all friend. haven't listened, 
And, and you know what? I should have made your homework. I want you to find at least one Twenty One Savage and learn the words to it. Since you like, since you like, I him. totally will. Okay, give me one. Give me one good song. <laughs> next, and, and next week, yes. I'm gonna spit. A, I'm gonna spit a verse from each of those albums. Oh, word. <laughs> She gonna do that off the show. Y'all not. Lie. I was about to say she doing a it off the show. Y'all I'll not getting that. I'll do a line, that. not a verse. Okay, a line. Okay, a line from each album. <laughs> from each one. Oh, it should be oh, trivia. I should be like the line that stood out to me. You should, and and, and I'm gonna see if I know them before you before you give that away because I don't even because honestly the Jeezy is is actually the Jeezy might be my favorite. I was about to say the Jeezy. Really? Is my, yes, and I have not seen it for Jeezy for some time. And it I really, bangs. He said he was making a return to making quality street music. And it is. Those and are his exact has, words. Friend, you know what? He has a song on there uh, titled G-Wagon. <laughs> and and per Dustin's story earlier, if you get a G-Wagon, when you get your G-Wagon and ride it. me around in it, we blasting <laughs> G-Wagon out oh your G-Wagon. <laughs> I'm dead. In the whitest of neighborhoods. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. <laughs> That's it for this week's Music Man. I love it. We're on. So now let's slide on over to television. I ain't shit on TV. All the shows <laughs> then went off. But really? Oh, because the reunions. I do have something to talk about. What? Loyalty. This Sunday, the Real Housewives of Atlanta are returning on Bravo TV. Now, for those of you who don't know and are not familiar, let me give you a little bit of background. Oh, they haven't been on? The real not no, since last not year. Atlanta. God, yep. time flies. I feel them. like they've we're just posting clips of their fights and stuff. You well, know, you know, we, you know, some dude you know like Atlanta has someone. to live all year. Atlanta seasons are so good. They those clips live like all I year. I guess that's what it is. I, <laughs> I think that everybody so on the cast of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, believe it or not, actually respects the show. And so they kind of are private about things, and you really don't hear much from those ladies until the season is is being aired. While they're filming, they're very private. Um, nobody's really in the news headlines, or they're not really, you know, jockeying for media headlines and visibility. They kind of just do their own thing and then film it for TV, and that's why that show has been successful for so long. It really is one of the greatest reality shows of all time. And this season, we're going to get what we want. But the reason I brought that up is because I saw a clip today. Candy Burris was doing press interviews today, right? Mm -hmm. And in the trailer, there's a moment where Portia Williams, who's one of the housewives of Atlanta, she insinuates that Candy Burris and her husband, Ty Tucker, invited her to their home to participate in like a threesome. Oh. Right, and she says this at a table in an argument with Candy. And Candy says, you a damn lie. Well, today, you guys, Candy was doing press interviews and during the interview, they asked her about it, and she said, well, if I'm a lesbian, then she is too. She said, because I did not invite her, or me and my husband did not invite her to our home. We don't have a sex dungeon. She was like, but she did invite us over. She said, and I have the text messages to prove it. She said, so you guys may see that and believe it. And she said that, you know, people see that I have bedroom candy. And so anytime someone says something sexual people about my baby, they always assume it's true. true. Yeah. She was like, but, and she was like, and you would assume it was true. She said, if I didn't have these text messages to prove otherwise. So I bring that up oh to say goodness. that the season hasn't even aired yet. And it's the S is already bad. hitting the S. We back. So I'm so excited. It is coming back on. Oh it's going to be goodness. a good season. I'm really interested to see what Cynthia Bailey does this season. Um, she's going through a divorce, and she's letting it play out oh, onto the show. Wow. 
That's my homegirl. And so oh, I just want to see this season for her. She said that she was going to be very honest um, this season in her in her portrayal as far as seeing her go through this experience. So oh, wow. that's something that'll touch people. That's and deep. I think it'll help a lot I'm of people. So. Is Nene on this season? No, there's no Lenethia this season. Who's Who else is like gone and who's back? Well, Sheree Whitfield is back. And we haven't she seen her off? since season him. four. And this is season nine. Wow. So, yeah, Sheree left in season left. four. They kept... Mm-hmm. Well, damn. Well, they didn't keep bringing her back. I literally did not know. Because I remember her house being built or something. Yeah, that was in season four. And we're on season nine. And she had our housewarming this season on season nine. Nice. According to, shout out to Tamara Tattles. It's a great website called Mm TamaraTattles.com. And she uh, said that, well, she has an exclusive. Just go on over there to TamaraTattles.com. Um, and look at the article that she wrote about Chateau Chiray and the homecoming, um, the homecoming, the housewarming that she had. And she had a couple of people that were there at the housewarming that had a, a yeah, few interesting things Zyniva to say. Yeah, remember had Reported that live. From Chateau Chiray. <laughs> I love him so She took much. him to court over that. Did she really? She sure did. Did she win? Oh, shit. I love Funky Zyniva. I love, like, I love him. I told you me and him totally How your clicked. <laughs> How's your hair late, friend? <laughs> Shout out to like Fran's new. Aiken. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I let my face touch this mic and I never do that. That's how funny. Oh, shout out to my hair because I cut it, you guys. It looks great, too. I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> that was tribute to Dustin. <laughs> Hillary Clinton, stay woke. <laughs> what Fran was saying in other words was, you know which oval she darkening next Tuesday, okay? Oh my God. So now let's jump into our favorite part of the show asking for a friend. Who do you have for us today? Golly, I cannot believe you said that. (laughs) As per usual, don't forget to email us at the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. That's it. That's all. Y'all know it. The subject on this is rebound or real shit. First off, y'all keep me so sane, so thanks for it all. On to the mess. I had to read that because I want to say on to the mess. <laughs> I moved to the Midwest from Baltimore about five years ago and had and have had the absolute most dismal romantic slash sexual encounters with guys out here. I've even attempted dating a couple of Caucasians, but only felt fetish, fetish, fetishized in those situations. However, I think I have finally encountered the prototype. Insert Andre 3000 music. Yes. Unfortunately, he had very recently divorced his wife and is in somewhat of a fragile state. We met initially a couple of years ago when we connected oh so easily right before he told me his marriage was failing. Obviously, our interactions ceased after I found out he was married. Mm. I deleted his number until he recently popped up with a text message inviting me on a date to celebrate his recent master's degree completion and divorce being finalized. Since we reconnected a couple weeks ago, we have had the absolute best time together. Great dates and conversations, same interest in arts, music, food, wine, and the sex is amazeballs. It feels like the perfect match, but I'm conflicted. I want to keep him and make him all mine, but I don't want to rush him into a relationship so soon after a divorce. He constantly alludes toward us being together, as do I, but there is the logical hesitation we both acknowledge. I need y'all to help. Do I fall back? Or a push for making a real relationship with this ideal dude. Thank you for being a friend. Hmm. 
I mean, I understand so chemistry is chemistry, and it, chemistry is also rare. So I can see the... I mean, she said the Andre 3000 prototype music. <laughs> I can see the, the turmoil in, in letting that go. But the only part that bothers me is that he was married and didn't tell you. He did tell her. He told her it was failing after they were already like messing with each other, right? That's not what I got. Uh, is that what you got? Unless why I misunderstood. Him alone. We met initially a couple years ago when we connected oh so easily right before he told me his marriage was failing. Obviously, our other in, our interaction ceased after I found out he was married. Right. But I well, guess, I'm sure she he wasn't gonna walk up to her and be like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm Dan, and I'm married, and it's horrible." I mean, you that's know what I'm saying? True, because look at Hollywood with Aunt V and Queen Sugar. And See. <laughs> I actually felt really bad for him because it's true. Like, oh, oops, I just spoiled it for Asante. But I'm sure for those of you who have watched, he's in a similar situation. But he's such a good guy. It actually made me sad that she cut him off and she didn't give him an opportunity to explain himself. So I can see where it can go wrong. But he didn't tell her, and that's still lying to someone. See, I didn't get that from that. No. Nope. I feel like yeah. she said that they met and then and that things were going great. You know what I'm saying? Like they met, they started talking and things were going great like but one you're conversation. Still not telling the person you're married. They were you it, always this is their initial that? meeting, right? Well, L- Dustin. What she said let they Let me met. ask you a question, Dustin. Mm-hmm. So you're married, mm-hmm. okay? Regardless of if it's failing or not. Mm-hmm. You find out in the grapevine that your partner has been texting and hanging out with someone but that's different from what i'm getting from this from what unless i'm misunderstanding and that's why i want to be clear because from what i got from the letter i mean she's not clear about a lot of different things (laughs) i'm I'm (laughs) getting that like they met right and they sit down they're having a conversation and he tells her her in that first conversation when they met oh well i'm getting that they hung out did things and then when the feelings i don't know if they i did i don't know if they did things because that was where i was confused too they she literally just says i think i finally encountered the prototype unfortunately he had very recently divorced we met initially a couple years ago when we connected oh so easily Right before he told me his marriage was failing. Okay, but that so when we connected, why are you a married man connecting well, she said, with someone? Well, I think she just means like, you know, it could have been business connections. I don't know. Because she said, obviously, our interactions cease after I found Also, oh, it could have been sexual. Okay, connected. that's what I'm See, saying. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I, I guess don't that's know what either. we don't know what right. she means exactly. So she's going to have to write back so we can get to the bottom <laughs> of this shit. But let's, how about this? Let's assume that she means they connected. connected. Okay. In that case, um. All right, it changed. That's why I'm like. I, don't I just know what. I just listen. Sometimes you have to put your big person underwear on, <laughs> so it's, you got to put that diaper down and put a pull up on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think that you just have to accept it for what it is. This is horrible, and it does, it's not that I don't have any respect for the institution of marriage, but let's be real. His marriage was over. It was lifeless. They met. They had a real thing, and he was honest with her about the fact, whether he told her, you know, on day one or day 19 or whatever, she was grown and decided to mess around with him just like he messed around with her, so that there's no, you know... Nobody was burdened with, you know what I mean, losing more than the other one. I just think that she needs to get over it, to be honest with you. I think that so what? He was married. He was honest about the fact that that was not working. She said that the man is constantly making reference to them being together. He's all about her, and now she's the one with the doubt. 
You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So he's forthcoming, not trying to... She didn't mention anything about assuming that he was dating other people. He's going straight into her full force. And so I think that she needs to just take one for the team. If everything else is right, so what? Things may not have started off under the best circumstances. Move past that. Trust and have faith in your love for this person that you say is the perfect companion for you. Put some faith in that and roll with it. I don't think he needs to be punished. I don't. I think she needs to just say, you know what? That was not my most favorable, you know, entrance. <laughs> but we in here, and well this said. is great, so we about to just make this work. And part of me feels like she would have said, or like made it a point to be like, you know, he lied to me or something. And and if she didn't, let's assume, let's assume this is the yeah, scenario. Yeah, just for the sake of the letter. If she is okay with it, and wants to just try dating him with all that other stuff. I think as long as you continue dating him uh, with yourself still, you know, your interest, your best interest at heart, then it's fine. Nothing's going to be perfect. Sometimes you might re meet the right man at the wrong time, and they just might not ever get right because everybody's thinking they're wrong all the damn time. And I think that there is something to be said about that, like how that sucks. You know, you you starting anew with this person, you just happen to know a lot more about they pass up front than other people might. And it's up to you to deal with it how you want to deal with it. Because you might come across something that I don't want to do this no more. So make sure you're doing this for yourself and not, while you're looking at all the things that he has going on. you Don't forget, you know, what you got going on. If you got everything right at home and you, then this is all you need to worry about, then you need to also sit down and look at what you are bringing into your home and if that's something you think that you're going to want to deal with. Because... If he was married, he might have kids or something, and you might have to deal with that, or his wife, my wife might want, want him back. So just date slow and see how things are going. Take the temperature every so often. And if you want to go to the next level with him, then fine. But don't let him rush you into some things and think he want to be with you again. He might just have wanted to be married his whole life. Don't go down, Armando. He might just want to have been married his whole life, didn't work out with this one lady, might want to get married again. So figure that out before you go too fast. All right? That's all I got for you. Now, if... <laughs> He did not cheat or whatever. Girl, go ahead, Ben. Girl, go ahead. Get your little piece. See what time it is. You know? He didn't. The divorce. You know, sometimes divorce might be sexy on him. He, got, he, he know what it's supposed to be. Sometimes you marry somebody that don't know what marriage is supposed to be. Well, I don't know. I, I know a couple of people that have recently gotten out of marriages and moved too quickly into new relationships because the grass is always greener. And when you're unhappy in something anything is greener mm. <laughs> but what happens is once you move forward and you think that's what you wanted once that person begins to actually invest in you then you get panicked because you're like oh shit no like i just wasn't thinking it just was what i needed at the time mm. but you already got the person wrapped in and so that's the rebound situation that we're all very familiar with I've been a victim of both sides. I was with someone and dating someone else and thinking that that other person was what I needed. And then when I left the first person for the second, the second one and I disintegrated because it was based on the lie, not so much mm. on us. Because sometimes a lie is fun, <laughs> especially when you are escaping, playing escape. What is it? escapism to what's really going on? That can be fun, just like smoking, watching shows. So you have to be careful with what his um, mental health is with this. Because I think anyone getting out of a marriage and already making plans for a new relationship, that's a little strange that's to me. Like, that's you know, a red maybe flag. You might just want to get married again. Because marriage but, isn't know, a game. Like, date for yourself, girl. 
Yeah, I don't know. I was I would kind of ease up a little bit and also trust issues that are going to arise in you. I mean, I can't speak for you, obviously, but I know anytime I've <laughs> like Dustin said, would you say made uh, what kind of entrance? <laughs> Not the most favorable entrance. Anytime I've done that in a relationship, what happens is you think you're fly because you may have gotten the guy you wanted and he's no longer with his other girl. But then it kicks up all kinds of insecurity in you because you know how you got started. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make you feel like everything you do, doing that. Everything you do, it might eat you up. Listen, trust me, it's never fun. I don't care whose boyfriend you think you got. <laughs> it always comes back around. So, I don't know, just some things to keep in mind. But, like Asante said, if that's not what it is and he really did connect with you just on some cool shit, I still think you guys need to take it slow. Cool. So, let's jump into the Black Business of the week. What do you have for us, Asante? Damn, what do I have? That is a very, very good question, friend. For those of y'all out there wondering what I have for the Black Business of the Week, don't forget that you can also submit the Black Business of the Week to the Friend Zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. That is the Friend Zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. This one is going to go to a very, very special Angela Yee. Uh, one Angela Yee of The Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is and of Colorful Lives Podcast. And of Colorful Lives <laughs> Podcast. Uh, Angela Yee, who has partnered with Styles P. Yeah, I love like that. that. It's so dope. Um, so they've got some really, really dope juice bars. Styles P has some juice bars all over. But uh, Angela Yee has partnered up with him for this latest one in Brooklyn. And it's off 277 Malcolm X Boulevard in Brooklyn. I be- it's in Best Style, I believe. Uh, it's been open for a little bit. They've got some really, really dope juices. They're on Instagram. Stop by the juice bar. Take some cute pictures. Tell friend what kind of juice you got today. <laughs> tell tax what kind of juice you got today. Oh, if you God, got a Twitter, juice okay. Crew. Yeah. So actually, for this particular black business, because it is you know so close to home, actually tweet us some pictures if you stop by the juice bar. Because you know I'm curious to see if I'm gonna stop by the juice bar since it's in Brooklyn. And it's called Juices for Life. That's right. It's Juices for Life. And there's also an Instagram for the entire thing juices for life everything spelt out or for the store in bk juices for life bk and i believe the website is juicesforlife.com yeah congratulations angel that's a massive movement and i love that she's her first big business venture is giving health back to her community i mean that's the shit you remember Dream Girls? Heavy, heavy. Heavy, heavy. <laughs> you got some heavy on me. Heavy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You know that made Dustin's day. <laughs> I got a black business really, really quick. I want to give a shout out to my homeboy Dietrich um, and his company, Five Tier Media. That's P H I V E Tier Media. Um, he just put some music on SoundCloud and Tidal, actually, um, in iTunes from one of his artists that he produced. He produced. Um, He's a producer. He's an artist. He's doing a new web series that I'm actually going to act in. Just really, really dope, making some major moves, getting a lot of attention. So check him out, you guys. Look up um, Five Tier Media, P-H-I-V-E, Tier Media, and get familiar. That's all. <laughs> and sorry, really, really fast. It's actually juiceforlife.biz, not juicesforlife.com. I just got so tied up in the Instagrams being the same. About that business. <laughs> And uh, lastly, I want to shout out Raw Apothecary, which is the official sponsor of my wellness retreat. 
like I mentioned on last week's show, we are going to create a 10-city tour for 2017 that kicks off in February. I am so excited to announce the 10 cities. I actually have Chris Did It creating the website for that tour so that by January, all the cities will be listed and you guys can decide which one you want to join us in. But I had to shout out Raw Apothecary because they are a beautiful family brand that has shea butter, um, Dead Sea mud masks. They have coconut oil. I mean, everything that you know you could find on my YouTube channel. <laughs> and I am actually going to jump back on YouTube this month. <laughs> right? Because I want to talk to you guys a little bit more about what's going on, what the plan is for Hey for Hay in 2017. And of course, as always, I have some butter recipes to share with you guys. Hey. But I want you guys to check out raw apothecary. It's rawapothecaryco.com. And so thankful to them for allowing me to provide this resource to my community because that's such a beautiful thing. I was a little hesitant um, with them at first because I was like, I hope they realize that my wellness retreat is like for my community. <laughs> but the fact that they were like, we support that 100%. Mm -hmm. You know, let us know what we need. And they're even going to support products at the retreat so that you guys can take beautiful products home that are freshly made. <laughs> right? Beautiful gift bags. So rawapothecaryco.com. And actually, if you can, if you're interested in ordering from them, they're currently trying to build up their Amazon. So please check them out on Amazon before checking them out on their main site. Because as you guys know, when you're a brand and with the holidays, those Amazon reviews matter. They help Listen. so much. Listen. So if Do you that. right, so please go on Amazon, type raw apothecary into the search engine, and all of the products they have available will pop right up. And if you love them when you receive them, please leave them an awesome rating. Leave them a comment. I say awesome because I 100% guarantee that you're going to love the products. They're yes. just that good. You guys know I don't align myself with products. No bullshit. Right. I don't align myself with anything that you guys are not going to fuck with, So, which is why I don't align myself with things very often. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I hope you guys love them as much as I do. And that's it. So do you guys have any church announcements? Yes, yes. Uh, really, really fast. Raketi is going to be performing at the Pompette Wine oh, Shop so mad I'm November that. 20th between 5 and 7 p.m. Time subject to change, but there will be wine. <laughs> uh, we'll be tasting all sorts of beautiful beverages, and there will be beautiful people there, and there's going to be some awesome entertainment. <laughs> so I think that you should all come and see. That's at 420 Malcolm X Boulevard, Backstore. It's on 131st, and that is in Harlem, New York. So if you're not doing anything November 20th, come November 20th, Come visit me at the Pompette Wine Shop, and you're going to see Raketi just do her thing, and I believe there's going to be another artist performing along with her. So come see what's popping, get you some wine, and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Exciting. I'm sad I'm going to miss it. I know, friend. It's okay, though. You're going to be out there changing lives, too. Right, and that's actually my church announcement. If you have not grabbed your ticket for L.A., we will be in L.A. on the 19th and the 20th. The information for the retreat and where to get your tickets is on my Twitter. It's the pinned tweet, and it will also be on HeyFriendHey.com. We would love to see you. It's going to be catered food, amazing conversation, incredible yoga, journaling. And if you like my wellness tips on this show, just imagine five hours of me and my team 
focusing on you. Yes. It's going to be amazing. I would love to hug you and see you and spray rose water and dance in <laughs> earth <laughs> and dance some flower petals with you. It's a vibe. <laughs> so come check us out. Do you have anything, Dustin? Um, yes, but I'm not going to announce until next week because I can't remember. I don't have the stuff in front of me. <laughs> For real? So I'll holler at y'all next week. I'm speaking <laughs> in Philly in a couple weeks. Yeah. I'll tell y'all Dustin. about it. Yeah. Oh, um, really, really randomly and really fast. This week, this weekend on Friday, I will be with The Read in L.A. Yeah. Uh, TheReadLive.com if you want tickets. See you again, L.A. Bring me some really cool, fun things that y'all know I love. Yay the read so we love you guys thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next week stay black and protect your magic bye the legends are true overwhelming power sauce of destiny yes the most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.